Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comedy Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. And the gang is back, 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 back. Marin has descended from her trip from Orlando. The girlies are getting prepared for work. Corey has moved into a new apartment. Congratulations, Poxus! Yay! Yay. (laughs) And you are back with us for another weekend episode as we take another journey into movie land. I think we're moving kind of into the 90s and we might just keep going back and back and back until we get to the beginning of cinema. We'll watch that silent movie with the train. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) To see how the people felt when they saw moving pictures for the first time. But before we jump into this week's episode, make sure you give us a five-star review. Don't play like you didn't hit on this episode so there's a notification popped up because i know you pressed the notification bell too and our spotify listeners just keep going up so it don't take nothing but to give us a five-star review here or on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen as we jump into tori's one of tori's favorite childhood memory movies surf ninjas dun, dun. um for those who don't know surf ninjas is a 1993 american family comedy Filming involving martial arts directed by Neil Israel and written by Dan Gordon. The film stars Ernie Reyes, Jr., Rob Schneider, Nicholas Cohen, and Leslie Nielsen. Surf Ninja follows two teenage surfers from Los Angeles who discover they are crown princes of an Asian kingdom called Patsasan and reluctantly follow their destinies to dethrone an evil colonel that rules over their kingdom. Um, this is... <laughs> Um, ladies, have you heard of Surf Ninjas before I mentioned it? <laughs> no, I had I did not know what this movie was before you mentioned it. <laughs> what about you, Corey? Uh, same. I literally have never like ever heard of this. And <laughs> hey, you, Nia? No, like not in not, knew nothing. Nothing. Ugh, isn't it fun to just pop in new media that you've never seen before? Okay, so I got this movie on dvd when one of my mom's friends was working at blockbuster and we would go up to her job like on the weekend and she would just like give us like old dvds dvds that people weren't buying and one of them was surf ninjas and ever since i watched this movie it has literally become one of my favorite like childhood movies it is the reason that i know bob bob rand <laughs> And it's probably why I have a love for brown men. So, this being said, let us just jump right in to the movie uh, review, recap. Okay, so, (laughs) Surf Ninjas starts out out with a uh, narration by Zatch who talks about, who says, by the time I had found them, I knew the others were close behind. And soon the boys' destinies would change forever. And so there's metal music playing, and (laughs) um, there's metal music playing, and you see these two kids. And what are they doing? Surfing. Because this is what? Surf ninjas. And so as the boys are surfing, we see them go home to their dad. They have a white father and so automatically we know they're not their real dad. Um, They are obviously adopted but they're at the house and um, they're talking about how much they hate homework and how much they hate school and how surfing's everything. And their dad is like, you can't surf your entire life. He's like, yeah, well, watch me. <laughs> and they go into the kitchen and um, they get to, we get to meet their friend Iggy, who is here all the time. He's And dad is like, 
Iggy, what are you doing here? Don't your parents feed you? Don't your parents love you? Don't you have a house? And he's like, my parents are in a biosphere in Arizona. Um, and he's cooking a, 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 I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> an omelet that has like <laughs> pimento and beets. <laughs> oh my God. A monstrosity of a meal. <laughs> <laughs> and so then the, the kids go outside to hop in their Jeep. Because, you know, teenagers ride cheaps to school in Los Angeles. And as they're walking to the Jeep, they say goodbye to their dad. They're like, love you, pops. Gotta go. They're, as they are walking to the car, behind them, two ninjas and blue camo in daylight with swords are creeping up on them. Do the kids recognize them? No. <laughs> but then, out of nowhere, a dude in a trench coat with an eye patch, a cane and a hat on, comes out of nowhere and knocks them out and the kids get in the car and they are listening to music and doing what? Motor surfing. I have never seen people do this in my entire life. <laughs> I was like, this looks extremely dangerous. Um, don't follow this at home, children. <laughs> but they're moto surfing and there's like rap music playing, which I thought was hilarious. They pull out paddles that are actually paddling in the car. I was like, was this common in the 90s? <laughs> and like, that this is a whole scene. And as they pull through the school, they see that the cops have pulled off over one of their friends. The cops was, and the guy's like, I swear we weren't motor surfing. And the cops was like, yeah, for once, I'd like to be wrong. He pulls a paddle out of the car. And so we get to the kids. Um, first of all, we're supposed to believe that Rob Schneider, who was played by who's playing Iggy, is supposed to be a high school student. And we're also supposed to believe that Johnny is 15 years old. But I digress. <laughs> but Johnny's like, oh shit, I need an excuse for homework. Why don't I lie to the teacher and tell them I was overcome with the <laughs> with the realization that I was adopted last night? And Iggy goes, you were adopted last night? He's like, no, I was adopted when I was a baby. Oh. And so they have these, like, it's a really fun, like, back and forth between the two. And so then Johnny, as Johnny's walking up to the school and they see the principal with this dude in the suit, he's like, oh, fuck, I was supposed to prepare a welcome speech for this, like, guru from Migoran called Baba N. I think that's what his name I think that's what his name was. He's like, and I didn't do it. He's like, so what are you going to do? He's like, I have no idea. And so um, the kids go to class. We follow Johnny. <laughs> Johnny is supposed to be welcoming this, you know, guru or whatever. And um, the teacher is like, don't embarrass us. He's like, yeah, no, no, no. I got to cover it, teach. Don't worry. And so <laughs> the the principal is like, oh, hi, guys. It's our privilege to welcome one of the world's most great spiritual leaders, the Baba Ram of Me Group, an Asian-American student. I was like, you don't even know what kind of Asian-American student your student is fine. <laughs> has per, has been persuaded to volunteer and so i prepare a welcoming presentation which i've been assured is is in the tradition traditional ethnic style and i was like of course <laughs> this man is at a white school um so him and his friends are dressed up in like some traditional asian wear and they start singing barbara ann <laughs> oh well they sing ba 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 ran which is barbara ran isn't this the beatles is that not a beatles song oh no I think it's or the Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Beach Boys. There yep. we go. Some other white band group. I knew I was on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm always surprised that these are not the actual lyrics of the song. But anyway. So we follow Adam to his classroom where his teacher's asking him the very easy task of pointing out Spain on a map. And Adam, 
being the little charismatic uh, person he is, like Spain could be here, points to South Africa, or, but many people think that Spain could be here. And then there's like a school of thought that thinks Spain, he's not pointing out Spain, but this whole scene is so that we can focus on the once again blue camouflaged ninja in the background that is trying to break into uh his the school window and once again the dude in the trench coat with the hat on with the eye patch comes and takes the ninja out um and so <laughs> yes blue, go ahead blue camouflage doesn't even make sense <laughs> like literally gets rid of the purpose <laughs> <laughs> the only way it would make sense if it was like at night yeah. but they're literally in broad daylight so like you're sticking out even more than you and y'all when we would. say blue camouflage we mean like head to toe these these ninjas covers are covered from head to toe and blue camouflage and carrying around swords in LA <laughs> so um uh so then we get another voiceover from Zatch who's like who would want to hurt these boys only I knew. The answer was on an island 13,000 miles away. And so then we get to see Colonel Chi. I The word Colonel just makes, it makes no, English is a stupid language. Why is I promise you, like me, so there's this game called Just Cause 2 and then in the uh-huh. game you're, you're like a terrorist or whatever. <laughs> me and my brothers used to play it. And you would have to fight like the military and it would be uh-huh. like colonels, right? But uh-huh. we thought it was colonel, so we've been saying colonel for like, yeah, we've been saying colonel for like fifteen years. I didn't know it was colonel until like a couple months ago. I promise you, I didn't. <laughs> I still don't. I still can't look at this word and pronounce it as colonel. It's colonel. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so Colonel T. Um. And there's a voiceover that's like, Colonel T is good. Colonel T is wise. Colonel T is almighty. And obviously, we are in some kind of um, Southeast Asian country and a white cyborg man has taken over. I didn't even realize his half his face was half cyborg at the beginning. <laughs> um, <laughs> until later on. But um while he's doing this, um <laughs> there's this whole funny bit about him almost missing phone calls and having to run up the steps to get a phone call. Also, the colonel is played by Leslie Nielsen, who's a very very famous actor. <laughs> and so um he finally the phone bit was very funny like, yes i don't mean to interrupt but the phone bit actually had me like chuckle i was like haha yeah. it gave spy kids it, it, i don't it know is. why it gave me spy kids it does um so every time he would go to the phone it would be like um you've reached colonel chi i'm not in right now but if you leave your name and number then it's time to get you called back but it's like that 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 nostalgia of remember um when you actually ha- only had <laughs> a landline so the phone is only in one place and he's in like this big scary evil cave whatever and so he finally picks up um and he's like talking to i guess his his lackeys in la he's like are they dead don't give me excuses the boys died at night are your answers to me the dungeons of Sri Lanka. um <laughs> and then he's like oh by the way did you call earlier no hang up and throws the phone into the water <laughs> Um, so then we get to see the boys go surfing. It's a funny scene because Iggy's like, Hey, gotta wash my board. Gotta wa- <laughs> what is he calling? I wanted to get the right one. Um, the old manta wave friction reducing vehicle. <laughs> um, he's like, The surfboard. Um, and Johnny's like, Okay, so we'll see you in the water. He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, just kind of puts a wax on the board. He's like, it's a running joke that Iggy has never served in his life. So we get to see Johnny and Adam out here doing what they love to do, which is surf, bruh. Um, and it's so funny to me because I think it was um, at the end of this movie when I realized surfing is a very colonized sport. Like, mm-hmm. it's there is no way in hell that white people <laughs> invented surfing. And I actually went on, like, the surfing Wikipedia. Of course, it's, like, a Southeast Asian, South American, Makes like, sense. Fa- like, yeah, I think the first surfboards right. were, like, founded, like, in Peru or something like that. And so, because, like, nowadays, the face of surfing are, you know, white dudes who smoke too much weed. But... Mm-hmm very much so i think the also the history that there were hawaiian princesses who were at boarding school in la and they taught the first like white guy how to surf in america which was a cool little bit of knowledge to have so back to the surfing thing so johnny and her surfing they're having fun and then a ninja pops up in the water with a spear gun <laughs> trying to shoot johnny as he's surfing on this wave and Johnny literally runs him over with his surfboard. I cracked up <laughs> when I watched that scene. Um, as Johnny gets out of the ward, he's like, dang, I think I hit my board on some big-ass rock. <laughs> and so, once again, the ninja's evil plans are foiled. And just as the boys are getting out the water, Icky tries to get in the water. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. We'll get here early in the morning. So they head to their dad's burger joint. Oh, well... First, Iggy's like eating a corn dog on the street, and he bumps into Zatch. We get to see Zatch's face for the first time. Um, so they are at their dad's burger hut. Uh, dad and Iggy are fighting again. He's like, "You," he's like, "You're hungry. You're really hungry." As Iggy's making a sandwich, and then just swipes everything into the trash can. He's like, "You're freeloader," and so um, Johnny and Adam have this whole bit where Adam's like, "Today they tried to take um, um." Today, they tried to make me point out where Spain is. And Tony was like, hey, they tried to make me point out where Spain was, too. It could be anywhere. I was like, school is just not for the kids. And so dad's like, (laughs) school is just, they're just not sit down, learn history, anything, babies. It's it's fine. It's fine. We're all differentiated learners. (laughs) Um... And, you know, Johnny's like, the main thing is confidence with teachers. You still have to act like you know what they're saying. You have to sell them on everything. He's like, how do you think I passed U.S. history? <laughs> and so they, Johnny's about to keep going on this, like, really not great, influential uh, speech about tricking your teachers. And Dad's like, yeah, um, go take out the trash. <laughs> and so they go to take out the trash. They open the door. And um, I was like, remember the guy you said that would come if we didn't eat our vegetables? He's here. And Johnny's like, that's not the boogie bear. That's a homicidal killer. <laughs> <laughs> and so Zatch walks in and Zatch and dad make eye contact. He's like, Zatch. And we're like, ooh, they know each other. What is this storyline? And so just as they're about to have a conversation, ninjas come flying through the windows just like crashing everything the door was right there but you know this is an action movie so they come flying through the window and the thing that cracked me up is that they come flying through the window that zatch is standing in front of and so then zatch breaks down the rest of the window to get into the store and i was just like okay so we have this fight scene zatch and dad are also kicking ass we're like oh dad can fight that's interesting and the the ninjas are oh like oh you've gotten old mac and we're like oh what's happening right and so as they're fighting mac 
you know, yells to Zatch um, to take the kids and get out of here. And Zatch is like, okay. So they leave Mac to fight off the rest of the ninjas. Um, and then they walk over to the boardwalk where they jump down into the sand. Um, <laughs> this is funny because Zatch is like, got Johnny in one hand. He's got Icky under his arm and Adam with the underhand. He's like, we have to go. We have to go. The kids are like, um, Johnny's like, we can't just leave our dad all alone with those guys. He's like, quiet, your highness, you must be quiet. Johnny's like, look who are those quimbles. They just use like the most interesting <laughs> dialogue. And so then all of a sudden Zatch is gone. <laughs> He's like, um Zatch is gone and so they go back to the burger joint and Zatch is like they've taken him and he's like how does he do that <laughs> Adam goes how does he do that and Nikki goes um just like this they have taken him <laughs> follows him in this stupid voice and they're like who took him um so Zatch explains to them that you guys are crown princess your father was king and this starts the bit with Iggy he's like oh, remember what I said before what if my father was king this is completely insane and so Ziggy this entire movie Thinks that he's king of Patsasan. <laughs> Delusional. It's obviously. <laughs> What'd you say, man? Delusional. <laughs> he's completely it's utter delusional right uh and so but zash is like no you're not crown prince they are crown princess their father was king you're a maniac and your father was a maniac um zash finally explains to johnny and adam that they are the crown princes of patsusan a kingdom in asia um patsusan is like this great place where warrior kings rule on uh, one family of warrior kings has ruled for like centuries um there's a prophecy that said that Adam would be a great singer and that, well, it's Adham and then Yanni. I think that is Johnny's <laughs> name in Patsasani, but would be a more stronger warrior king than his own father. And so Patsasan was great, but then this, this, I think he was like an ex-military something, right? Mm-hmm. Ex-military Colonel Chi decides he wants to be a colonizer and take over the island. And so we learned that Zatch is a guard for the royal family. And so he was there to protect the royal family. He got injured by Zatch, which is why he wears the eye patch. Zatch is also, I guess, unironically dressed as a samurai. <laughs> and I was like, who is putting this Japanese colonizer into the, into the movie? It's not so a lie, but it's just, you know. funny and i didn't realize that until i watched it now but so they're fighting um the king and queen tells that to take the princess and leave and so as they're leaving uh colonel chi gets stomped on by an elephant which unfortunately didn't kill his dumb ass (laughs) it just turned he just eventually survived and got turned into a cyborg right and so it turns out that Mac was a ex-sailor who was working for the royal family and Zatch, Zatch entrusted the kids to Mac and therefore brought, that's how they were brought to LA. And the boys were like, cool, dude, thanks for the story. <laughs> but we still got to go find our dad. You know, we don't care about Papsusan. We don't care about um, anything else. We just want our dad back. And, you know, Zatch, is, he's like, your dad is inconsequential. And John is like, no, your prophecy, your rebellion's inconsequential. So we're going to call the cops, okay? Peace. And so Zach disappears. They talk to the cops, which is played by Tony Locke, who's like a 90s rapper. Um, oh, Tone Locke. Tone Locke. Oh, yeah, yes. Tone Locke. Yeah. 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 
Tome Locke, who was like a, a famous 90s rapper, and he's Lieutenant Spence. And so he's like, you want me to believe that ninjas came and took your father. He's like, cool. Let's try this again down at the station. But he eventually drops the kids off at home. Um, and it's just like, hey, if you want me to tell you the truth, I think your dad was getting pursued by some bad guys and he split and he's just resting somewhere. And Johnny's like, our dad would never do that. He loves us. He's like, eh, kid, I guess you're right. right? And they're supposed to be left with their quote unquote uncle, Iggy. <laughs> and Iggy does this stupid Irish impression in a wheelchair which was funny i guess and so the kids are at home they're thinking and adam's like yo dude i'm scared like i don't like what happened to dad what's going on here and johnny's like it's gonna be okay with me it's gonna be okay right so adam posed the question you know what if it really is our destiny for me to be a prince and a seer and what if it's your really your destiny to be a prince and a warrior and um and Iggy's like, don't forget that I'm king. And Johnny's like, Iggy, you can't be king, the king of Patusan. You're not Asian. He's like, I got two words for you, David Carradine and Kung Fu. <laughs> Adam starts to play his Sega game holder. It's not a Game Boy. What the hell is this called? Um, I think it's a, a is it a Game Gear? Game. It looks like a Game Gear. Because I was like, is that um, a Steam Deck? But that's not a Steam Deck. <laughs> it's a Sega Game Gear. Um, yeah. The reason you'll see it the entire movie is because Sega was part of the production company. They financed. Oh wow! Of course they were. <laughs> they financed some of the movie and they made the Surf Ninja game that was released before the movie was released, so kids could see the game and then come see the movie. That was part. Back of the, when there the was a game for every movie that came out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Adam starts to play his game. It turns. It like says his name, and all of a sudden he's playing a game where it's like the model of his house and the ninjas are outside um creeping up on a car and then all of a sudden johnny screams and johnny's like and um i was like johnny are you okay hey he's like hey guys what's tall dark where's the patch it always seems to be on my butt and it's zatch it's actually do you see how easily i could have killed you oh btw zatch is um ernie senior so these are father and son zatch and johnny in real life oh oh that's cute oh wow he's like see how i could have killed you he's like oh well yeah adam's like yeah yeah that was a big challenge i'm 11 years old (laughs) um and so as they continue to go back and forth zatch hears something outside he turns on the lights adam focuses back on his game and the ninjas have in the game they like break the necks of the police outside and they go outside and the police are dead and Zatch is like shh and so they go around to the kitchen Zatch turns on the gas and then he lights a candle on a bucket and Iggy is like I think he's cooking and they're trying to sneak out the house so the ninjas don't see them they fight one off at the door and as they're walking out Adam sees a ninja falling from the roof um to attack zatch and he warns zatch in time and zatch instead of um does a smart thing instead of fighting this man he just backs up and lets him fall to the ground and then steps on his nose as they continue on their way so the kids make it out and they're like um god is like what are we gonna do we have to go home he's like he's like your home is patusan he's like no our home is back there on like sunshine boulevard and so he's like yeah well i would be concerned about your home because dude left the gas on what if the house blows up and two seconds later what happens 
the house blows up and Iggy's like oh my god I have superpowers every time I say what if it comes true I said what if the house blew up it blew up I have a tremendous <laughs> responsibility what if I lose this power oh my god he said I was like what if I lose this power and so Iggy goes into this whole tirade by himself and Zatch is confused he's like you just keep him around to amuse you right like a boy would keep a monkey or a snake or some shit. Like you can't be, possibly be friends with this man. He's like, we're friends with him, okay? Yeah. Donnie, of course, freaks out. He's like, you blew up our house. You blew up our house. What we're gonna do? We're gonna blow up our house. He tries to choke out Zatch, which doesn't work. And so he starts. Zach tries to restrain Johnny, and then Adam tries to help his brother, and Zach just ends up restraining them both. He's like, it's fine. He's like, you can't go back to your home. We have to go to Patsasan. I'm he's like, I promise you I'll help you find your dad. And so they he's like, and Donnie's like, we can't just leave Iggy because they saw him with us. So we hop back to Patsusan, where Colonel Chi has this little skit with his underling. And we find out that Colonel Chi, if he touches water, his hand will like he'll start to freak out and stuff because he's like half the made of machinery and so then he answers another phone call that talks about that basically i think it's just talking about the guys he's like make sure you kill them they're coming to pajasan great oh he finds out that zatch is helping the boys and so then he's like kill them kill them all immediately he's like send more men to los angeles coach <laughs> he's like the boys are alive i can fill in and i want them dead because there's also a prophecy that's a part of Johnny's prophecy that he'll take over the throne of Patsusan by the time he's 16. Um, so now we're in Little Patsusan. This is where the Patsusani have um, set up refuge in Los Angeles. And so they go to the Imperial Palace. He's like, this is the best place to get authentic Patsusani food just as people are walking out talking about their stomachs hurt. <laughs> and um, so they go in and they meet this guy and he like bows them and tells them they're the crown princes. And so he takes them in the back. He's talking about and Zatch is like, I, you know, there's going to be danger if you take us in. And the guy is like, um, Gumby. Gumby's like, oh, I, I don't care about danger. The prince is going to marry my daughter. And Johnny's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What? <laughs> He's like, uh, Zatch is like, yeah, this engagement was promised between Gumby and your dad when y'all were kids. He's like, that's cool, but <laughs> I don't need to. He's like, I don't think I should be marrying someone I don't know. Um, they hold this big banquet and they introduce Johnny to his new wife-in-law. They're making jokes because she's covered with a veil and like, oh, she must not be pretty. She takes out the veil. Who is it? Kelly. Who? Uh, gorgeous. She was like 24, 21 in this. I don't know, like 24, her early 20s. She looks beautiful. Uh, of course, Johnny is smitten by looks. <laughs> Johnny asks, like, you want to go to the malt? sometime and they're like you don't need to go out you soon will be married and she's like and i will be yours forever your highness and so they're with the shits iggy makes a dumb remark he's like <laughs> um when are you gonna tell johnny that he's the decoy and i'm the one who's going to be marrier and i'm just like iggy babe i know that <laughs> shock i know that shock is big you cannot be this delusional the entire movie 
And so um, the next day, the kids are walking around little pots of sun, and Adam's playing his game again, and he realizes that a group of ninjas have gone into the Imperial Palace. So Johnny goes in to save Roy May, and the guys, the ninjas basically let her run off. And uh, just as Roy May is about to leave, he's like, Roy May, dear, I need you to go get Zatch. Thank you. And so now these teenagers and this kid have to fight off this group of ninjas. They start fighting. Johnny's doing his best not to get killed with a sword. Um, Adam is using his game gear to like pick out items. He picks out an octopus and then shoves it into a ninja's mask. And I'm like, effective. Um, and so just as Iggy's under the table, he goes, What if, if I can I can change the outcome of this fight? Right. And just then Johnny's destiny kicks in, and now he has the martial art powers so he starts to be able to defend himself against these ninjas which in this like really cool fight scene just as they're about to get uh injured of course uncle zach shows up kicks butt and so now we're like your destiny has um come into fruition now you can you know fight because you're supposed to be a warrior king and as they're walking out of the office and johnny's overly excited he ends up hitting one of the cooks in the stomach and i was just like this is the kind of small comedy that i just really love about this movie right um and so you know adam's like worried well what am i gonna be i'm gonna be a seer he's like you're gonna be a seer you know that destiny's been in you all the time and he makes this fake prediction about that he's like oh my god you're going to lead a uh 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 lead a bunch of warriors into battle and be victorious but you're in a dress and he turns out he's like psych um and so uh roy may and johnny have a moment and then we go back in I think to learn that they have that their dad is in Pachasan, so they have to go to Pachasan. They, you know, they take your father to Sri Wan, and he's like, "What's Sri Wan?" And that's the fortress of death. He's like, "Well, we gotta go get him." He's like, "Sure, we must return to Pachasan." And so, as they're trying to leave to go to Pachasan, Lieutenant Spence shows up. They avoid him. Um, they get on a boat, and Spence actually ends up following them. He's like, "How did you follow us up there?" He's like, "I'm trying to stop you from getting kidnapped." He's like, "We're not getting kidnapped. We're here to start a revolution." And he's like, "Sure, cool, but we should still go." And so Spence is trying to talk them off the boat, but then Zatch comes up from behind him and you know puts him to sleep. And just out of curiosity, one second, how long is 13, 1, 2, 3 miles by boat? How many days is that? <laughs> I just want to know. 13,000 miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. It won't show me. I assume this is a couple of months, right? <laughs> so it takes an hour for a boat to travel a mile. Let's see. <laughs> So, Japan to LA is about 5,500 miles. Oh, what's Japan? So, by boat, boat. it takes 30 days for just, that's half of that, or almost half of that. And Patusan is supposed to be between Vietnam and Malaysia. So, like, maybe (laughs) two and a half months? Two and a half months. (laughs) Two and a half months. On the water? (laughs) On the water. And they make it seem like it's just like, oh, next day. <laughs> the 
the next day, right, we get this little montage of everybody on the boats. As they, um, while we get this little montage, we get to learn that Mac Daddy is being tortured by Colonel Chi. He's like, I'll never tell you where the boys are. He's like, oh, well, your boys are on the way. And so we get our little montage that they're um, on the boat to Patsun. Um, and so as they pull to the shore, Pat soon, Spence is like, I'm not trying to stop you. I think I want to join you. And, um, Zach's like, yeah, it might be your destiny to join us. So now we have our little ragtag crew. Um, they get on a small boat. They get to Pat soon. Zach puts a hole in their lifeboat and lets it sink. And Johnny is like, um, what if we're like getting hammered and we got to go? Zach is like, we either end up victorious or we end up dead. <laughs> and so... We're leading these two, t- these four teenagers and Spence into battle. He's like, watch out for giant ants and black pythons. And so um, they make their way to the forest. They make their way to this village only to find the village in ruins from Colonel Chi's um, forces. And so that's just like, see, we're going to, you know, we're going to stop by this village and then we're going to go to the caves of Kwansu. The, and that's where your inheritance is. They're like, is it money? No, it's just, it's stuff beyond money. And so after they go through the village, um, they're looking for the caves of Kwansu. Adam pulls out his um, gang gear once again, and it's going, it's doing the hot and colder thing. So he moves colder away from it, and a monkey just comes out of nowhere and snatches the gang gear from him and leads him back to a like statue that's covered in vines. And the gang goes from colder to hot. He's like, oh, you know where it is? Boy, show me where it is. And so he pulls the tail of the statue. His brother falls down into this cave. He's like, I think I found it. And so they found the swords of Kwan Tzu, which are supposed to be like the boy's inheritance and these ancient spiritual weapons. And um, out of nowhere, Zach is like... Um, on guard and basically him and uh Zatch and Johnny have this fight scene my favorite probably one of my favorite lines from this movie is that Zatch is basically killing kicking Johnny's butt <laughs> and Zatch won't give up because he's trying to teach him um but as Johnny keeps getting defeated again and again um my favorite line that johnny says he's like if you swing that thing at me one more time i'm going to kick your butt <laughs> and so he gets up <laughs> and he pulls out this like one sword that's on a, like an altar and a choir starts singing um and so he finally beats zath and he's like never mess with zoro and i do like all of the like random references to like 90s media music that they do the entire movie because <laughs> yeah. that was funny to me and so he beats Zath and, you know, we just see that uh, Johnny has so much great potential. So they continue on their journey to the palace, the Cave of Terror or some shit. On their way, they see a chain gang and it's being run by Colonel Cheese people. Um, and But, you know, Johnny's like, hey, we gotta go save them. And um Zath is like we don't have the manpower for that so we just gotta keep going and then all of a sudden Icky says whoa this road is really narrow what if somebody falls lo and behold Adam and Spence fall actually more correct is that Adam and Spence fall and then Adam ends up surfing Spence down the mountain <laughs> and of course he's like low-key enjoying this though this is highly dangerous but of course they get arrested by um Colonel oh, Colonel Colonel <laughs> <laughs> 
Colonel Cheese Minions. He's like, that's my brother. I just can't let him go down there by myself. That's just like, we can't go down there. We don't have enough manpower. Johnny's like, fuck that. And Kelly tries to stop. He's like, oh, you want to stop me too? He's like, no, I just won't let you go alone. And so they go down there. Kelly distracts the uh, Pontusani soldiers. And she says something um, very spicy to them. And she leads them down this uh, heel to Johnny where he kicks their asses and Johnny asks her what did you say to them she's like oh, you learned on our wedding night and I'm like oh the kids are adorable and so Johnny hops well breaks through the top of the truck that has Adam and Spence he unlocks them they get out and then they're met by a firing squad the firing squad tries to put them back in the truck Adam sneaks off to start driving a jeep Adam from the beginning of this movie he's like oh my god I want to drive I want to drive and I didn't know driving was such I guess maybe in the 90s that's like a really big thing I don't know for kids I guess but you know he's like I can't be an adult you don't know how to drive so basically he drives his car he drives over cellular soldiers which gives Johnny and the rest of them, um, time to knock everybody's asses out. Then they get in the car. Now we're on a car ride chase with an 11-year-old <laughs> in the car driving. But luckily, there's dynamite in the car. So they're throwing dynamite unlit at the people behind them. And Iggy actually ends up hitting one of them to make him fall into the driver. <laughs> and he's, and Ke- um, not Kelly. I'm going to keep calling her Kelly. Roy May is just like you have to light them so they're looking for a lighter and then Zav hands them out he's like I know I know I should quit <laughs> but they throw dynamite and now they're free and they get to another village and they're just left to have their king back and Zatch puts um the headbands of a warrior princess a warrior prince on um Johnny and Adam and then he unbegrudgingly puts one on Ziggy's head and he lives in my head rent free and when he ties the tie on his head and Rod Schneider makes that face um but it was hilarious but they you know they have this little parade as the revolution begins and they get a bunch more soldiers and so they make camp and Roy May goes to talk to Johnny and Johnny's like yeah you talk to me about anything she's like you know what I don't think I want to get married all my life I've been doing what's expected of me of a traditional Patasini girl and you know what who are my parents think they are telling me that I should get married to who they want me to get married to she's like I don't even if I don't want to get married to and we're like okay come on 21st century girly <laughs> <laughs> she, she had her on, modern ideas modern ideas and she's like um yeah but i don't think i want to get married i just wanted to tell you and but then she comes back and kisses him she's like you know the kiss was cute and all but whatever and she leaves and johnny's like slightly devastated and then she comes <laughs> back and kisses him she's like well we can still date right Johnny's like yeah yeah cool sure the dating's fine and so we get to the edge of patusan and we see there's the island where the cave of terror is and um johnny's like how the fuck are we supposed to get over there um what a, they have guns pointing towards um, anybody who towards the shores and Johnny asks what about the other side of the island and Zatch is like um, the other side of our island is a cliff that no boat has been able to get up to oh, so what are we supposed to do and then so Adam's um, looking at his game gear trying to figure out what it, he's like it's stuck but Zatch is like the game can be stuck but the power of a seer has always been used so what do you see and so um He's like, there's trees over there. And suddenly, the trees start looking like, what? You guessed it, my children. Surfboards. So, the whole crew, they carve out surfboards out of the trees. This is actually when I paused the movie and looked up surfing. Because I was like, 
yeah, brown people suffering makes sense to me. <laughs> White people suffering does not. But yes, um, they carve out surfboard. <laughs> Iggy walks up to them like to tell you the truth. I've never served. Yeah, we know, dude. It's like a running joke. It's okay, though. You're going to be able to serve. And Spence, he's like, man, brothers don't serve. When I get back, to, he's like, the boys are going to make fun of me. And I was just like, for surfing? Um, but they surf to the island in this really cool montage. Um, and, like, without hesitation, they climb this cliff and they just get to work. We ain't got time to, you know, chit-chat, plan nothing. The siege has begun. And so they start this battle, they split up, they're fighting everybody. This is really cool fighting scenes between all the characters. Of course, the funniest moment of scene is when the first person who does this is Roy May throws the giant lackey of Colonel Chi down the dozens of steps. And I'm thinking to myself, who... I was like, this is the only place I would put a palace because you don't have to leave a palace because everything's there. If I lived in this place and you told me that I had to climb up these steps every time I wanted to go to this palace, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> absolutely not. Like this is like, this is like ancient. This is like ancient Asian. Exactly what y'all are thinking of when you think of like ancient Asian temple on a mountain <laughs> stairs. So they throw him down these stairs. Um, we continue the fighting, and finally Colonel Chi comes out. He's got a gun to Max's head. He shoots towards Johnny, but Zatch gets in front of them and takes the bullet. And, you know, Zatch is making some jokes as he's being injured. But um, he's like, but he's like, don't worry about me. You have to go, my nephews. And we learn that Zatch is actually their paternal uncle who was a royal guard while their dad was king tears tears he's like okay dad you stay with uncle zatch and we'll go take out this colonel she dude <laughs> once again the lackey i don't listen this fight i don't know how long this fight's been going on it don't make sense that man is already back up upstairs it would have took at least two hours <laughs> it don't make no sense but he's back up the stairs and who's there to meet him johnny to throw him off the steps again and so colonel she gets in a car, tries to run over Johnny, then he takes him out. Um, Adam is using his game gear to help make Colonel Chi's mechanics go haywire as he's fighting his brother. But eventually, um, Johnny prevails and kicks this... Uh, well, not he doesn't kick him. He almost kicks him. He's like, ha, 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 ha. And then, boop, pushes him into a vat of water, and the evil cyborg colonizer is dead. And now... We 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 celebrate. What is the word they celebrate? Kwanzu! Kwanzu! We are here to celebrate the crowning of Johnny and Adam. Iggy still thinks he's king. We get to meet Baba and who was actually a spiritual leader from a village at Patsun. And you know, they have a little exchange. They crown him. They're waiting for uh, Johnny to make a speech. And Johnny's like, I hereby declare the monarchy over. I return the government back to his people. We're all equal. Um, I'm 15. You can put my face on a coin or something and let's call it a day. And well, in the middle of his speech, the lackey once again <laughs> tries to come back up the stairs. <laughs> and uh, Johnny tells him, hey, your side lost. And so the dude voluntarily throws himself down the stairs. <laughs> Um, and they continue to just have this party, and then we have the iconic barber and rendition at the end, and everybody's just having fun, and that is the end of Surf Ninja. Yay. 
uh initial thoughts after it well started ended if you guys want to comment on anything starting with Marin. um let me let me think when i finished the movie this definitely fell fell along like nostalgic movies you watch as a child kind of energy mm-hmm. you know what i mean like kind of like I don't know, like Cheetah Girls or something. You, uh-huh. if I were, I wouldn't. I don't think I would watch this movie. It came up on HBO by itself today, mm-hmm. but if I'd watched it when I was younger, I would be rewatching it today. Kind of energy that it had. But um, yeah, I liked it. It was. It had its funny moments, and um, the movie. I thought the movie is gonna be like too long. Like I thought I was gonna get bored, but it was actually like the plot line like progressed like in a in a way that didn't keep me bored at any moments. Mm. Okay, cool. What about you, Corey? Um, before I kind of thought it was going to be like the typical, like, this is not a Disney movie, but Disney had this wave of like these surfer movies, like Johnny Tsunami and whatnot. Uh. So I thought it would be like that. And it kind of mm-hmm. was. So I, it, it was like exactly what I expected it to be. And it was pretty fun to watch. Coolio, Coolio. What about you, Nia? Um, I didn't even know what to expect. Like I knew the title Surf Ninjas meant that it was going to be chaotic, but I did not expect <laughs> it to be like, I was, I felt like I was just like watching, I was like, this script is all over the place, but I kind of like it. But also mm-hmm. I was like, it felt like a fanfic halfway through. And then it felt like it was just like someone had ideas and said, let's put them all in one movie. And I, and I was funny to me i feel like this would have actually been very like a funny tv show had they had like like a budget and like five to ten episodes it's just it's just very campy and funny um Mm -hmm. and it's a very much like a relic of its time like i've watched this feeling very 90s when i finished it so yes Mm -hmm. Yeah, I this was like an obscure memory, like one of the obscure memories that like I, I can actually remember. Y'all know I had the memory of a goldfish, but it was really cool to like rewatch the movie as an adult and learn about like the production and what went into it. Like, so Ernie Ray's senior um, is a martial arts fighter. He opened, he co-founded the West Coastal World Martial Arts Association with Tony Thomas. He's um, the son of Filipino immigrants that moved to the California in the 1920s. He was the martial arts choreographer for Surf Ninjas and The Last Dragon. Um, and he also had a role on... Uh, he also pray, portrayed Akuma in the arcade and console ports of the 1994 live-action adaption of Street Fighter. Uh, and then Ernie Ryan's Jr. was also, like, in... He was, a, as a kid, he was a part of the uh the 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 80s wave of like a uh, martial arts movie he was in sidekicks which ernie ray's also was a mar- martial arts choreographer for um and ernie have been doing ernie jr have been doing ernie jr have been doing martial arts since he was young as well he was also um he also played i think he played who did he play yeah, he played Donatello in the 1990s versions of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he was Kino in the 91 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, he's also been in things like Rush Hour 2 and in CIS and some other stuff. But he's he was a stunt performer. And he also played, he did kickboxing, I think, professionally for a little bit when he was younger. 
so yeah those are just some cool facts about the movie i'm glad you guys enjoyed it in my heart this movie is a a 10 (laughs) yeah i'll give it like a solid like mm, if i was a kid i probably would have really liked this like a lot so i'll give it like a seven six one and a half i would give it like a 6.5 too yeah, I would give it like a six, six point five or seven as well, because I do think this would be very like nostalgic if I had seen this as a kid. Um, yeah, I feel like definitely then the nostalgia would make it be like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do think it was enjoyable. Cool, cool. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Um, whose turn is it next? Marion, is it your turn? Next? I think it's back to me. Yeah. If it was possible, I would love for y'all to watch the cult classic, The Room. Mm-hmm. But that that movie is literally not possible unless we get the DVD. That is the only way I saw it. Somehow my friend had the DVD. So I'm going to have to find something else. Okay, cool. But we have some cool stuff planned out for the rest of the month. I am watching Love Like the Galaxy. I will be dragging Nia to do a um, review on that. Uh, Marion is rewatching The Last Empress. And we're doing Jungle Book this month. So if you want to be here for all of our exclusive fun content, make sure you hit that notification bell and give us a five-star review so we know that you guys are liking our content. Um, or you can come talk to us at Twitter, at Commentate, or TikTok, at Comment the Podcast. Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Erin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.